Hey guys, Rebecca here with Keto Sisters. So we're focusing this month on fasting. We've talked about what the benefits are, what can you eat in your fasting window, but today I really wanted to focus on more specifics about daily intermittent fasting. But before we get into that, since I'm on vacation, I would love to know what are your favorite vacation spots? Where are your go-to vacation spots? Where are the vacation spots that are maybe on your dream list? One place that I'd like to go is Greece. I've not gone there yet. I actually lived in Europe for a while. We traveled quite a bit while we lived over in Germany, but we never made it to Greece. So that's definitely on my bucket list, but would love to know in the comments some places that you like to travel to and maybe that you're hoping to travel to. If you're just tuning in, my name is Rebecca here at Keto Sisters. We try to help people find a way of healthier eating that fits into their lifestyle. So maybe it's strict keto, maybe it's not. Um, for most of us, it's usually some form of low carb, higher fat, but maybe not quite strict keto, but we wanna find the way of eating that is right for you. And one of my favorite tools is fasting. We are focusing this whole month on fasting because it's such a powerful tool, not just for those that are looking maybe to lose some fat, but it also has a lot of other health benefits. I'm going to refer you to our earlier episodes from this month to learn about the different benefits of fasting. But today we are focusing on what types of daily fasting there are. Sometimes you might get confused because you hear people talking about a 5-2 or a 16-8 and you're like, what the heck does that mean? Does that have to do with calories? Does it have to do with carbs? It can be overwhelming, but we're here to simplify things for you. First of all, one of the most common forms of daily intermittent fasting is described by a ratio of non-eating window hours to eating window hours. So if you hear someone say, oh, I do an 18-6, that means for 18 hours out of the day, they don't eat. They only eat within a six hour, consecutive six hour window. So that 18 hours does include sleeping. So it's not quite as hard as it might sound. So some people might do a 16-8 or 14-10. Those numbers should add up to 24. And the bigger number is your non-eating window or your fasting window. So that's when you wouldn't eat anything other than the things that we described last week, like water or maybe black coffee or tea. Speaking of water, I think I'll have some. Anyway, that type of intermittent fasting is really common, but the hours that people choose to eat and non-eat will vary. Usually it's more important for men to go for a little bit longer. Yay, ladies, we get to eat earlier than they do. So a lot of women will do like a 14-10, but men pretty much need to push to a 16-8. Um, if you can squeeze into that 18-6, you're really getting into that sweet spot. If you can't quite visualize or think about what that means, I had my husband do the math for you, so I wrote it down. So if you're doing a 14-10, which is the minimum kind of we would recommend for women, and again, Fasting is a decision that you need to make with your medical provider's advice. So always let them know what you're planning on doing. Make sure they sign off on it. There are some people who shouldn't fast, you know, like if you're pregnant or if you're an uncontrolled diabetic, those are things that you definitely want to check out with your physician because there might be a reason that you can't fast. For example, if you've got to take medicine throughout the day and you need food on your stomach. So just make sure, disclaimer, to always check in with your medical provider. We're just kind of talking in general terms, never providing medical advice here. So that's my legal disclaimer. So for 1410, which is kind of the minimum we would suggest for women, that means maybe stop eating at 7 p.m. at night. So have your dinner and then don't snack and don't eat breakfast until 9 a.m. or later. That will give you 14 hours not eating. Most of that you can be asleep and then a 10 hour window when you can get your meals and snacks in. If you want to push it to the 16-8, again, you can stop eating at 7. There's nothing magical necessarily at that 7 p.m. mark, just picking that for a frame of reference. So you stop eating after 7 p.m. and then you wait until 11 a.m. to eat. So for that, you're probably skipping breakfast because you're pushing through to that 11 a.m. time. So if you 
maybe snack a little bit and you don't stop eating until eight, then you got to push it an hour longer the next day until noon. If you want to get into that sweet spot, that 18-6 number, stopping at 7 p.m. and then you don't eat until 1 p.m. So you're not only skipping breakfast, you're also pushing your lunch a little bit later than maybe you traditionally have eaten. So that's the way most people describe, oh, I do a 16-8, I do a 14-10. Those numbers aren't that mysterious once you know what they are. Um, so that's something that you can choose. Again, we recommend if you're trying to do fasting and you're okay with your doctor, if you're female, pushing at least to 14 and for males, 16. But as you get going and you get used to fasting, both from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint, you'll find that you maybe can push to that 18 hour fasting window. Something else you may have heard a second type is called OMAD, O-M-A-D. Wow, what is that? That sounds really fancy. It's not, it's one meal a day, OMAD. So you could also call that a 23-1, right? So a 23 hour fasting or non-eating window and a one hour eating period. It's basically just eating one meal a day. That's all it is, OMAD. My husband and I really like to do that sometimes because if we're super busy, he's got a lot going on at work. I'm running a lot of errands. We almost always skip breakfast anyway. And so we can just skip lunch and then maybe just have an early dinner. And then we're into OMAD, right? Because we're only eating one meal a day. Now, if you're new to fasting, if you're new to eating keto, I wouldn't necessarily recommend starting off with OMAD. You know, maybe even just start with a 12-hour fast. And then you can gradually push it longer as you get more accustomed to it. But that is what OMAD is. It's just one meal a day. So if you're getting value out of this, I would love it if you would like and share this video. Add a comment below. Let me know if you've tried OMAD or if you do a 1410 or what kind of daily fasting that you do. We're going to go on and can cover some more uh, different types of fasting. You might have also heard people say, well, I do a 5-2. And you're like, well, Rebecca said that would add up to 24. And the last time I checked, 5 and 2 do not add up to 24. That is not a ratio of eating hours versus not eating hours. That is saying, hey, eat pretty normally, whatever your keto or keto-ish diet is five days a week. And then two days a week, and it depends on how you do this, fast, like do a 24-hour fast those two days. Or what some people do is kind of a modified form where they maybe reduce their calories to about a third of what they normally do. Or some people just say, I restrict it to about 500 or 600 calories. So if you're doing that, you get five, five kind of free days not free for all, not eating at buffets, not eating everything you want, but five days of normal eating, whatever you normally want to eat. And, you know, if you're tracking that on carb manager, whatever, your lower carb lifestyle, and then two days where you really ratchet it down, maybe eating 500 to 600 calories or a third of what you would normally eat. And those two days are not consecutive. So it's not, hey, go five days during the week of eating normally and then two really low carb days or low calorie days. You might go three days and then stick in a fasting day where you go down to like the 500 and then maybe a day or two more and then go down. So it's not consecutive. Hope that makes sense. But a 5-2 is talking about days, not hours. So five days of low carb eating and then two day your normal low carb eating and then two days much, much lower in calories. Or some people do to 24 hour fast. But again, sprinkling those regular eating days between those. Another thing is called alternate days fasting. And that's basically when you eat your normal lower carb keto-ish diet one day, next day, 24 hour fast, normal diet, 24 hour fast. So it's just alternating. That is not something I do, but that is something that you might hear. Alternate days fasting just means eating a day, not eating a day, eating a day, not eating a day. Now, if you're hearing, hey, 24 hour fast, that sounds really intense. It doesn't have to be quite as scary or as intense or as intimidating as you might think. My husband and I try to do a 24 hour fast once a week. 
We don't always make it, but that's our goal. And so what we do is we'll eat dinner, usually on a Sunday night. That will be our last meal. And so we'll eat that, and then we stop eating. So we don't eat. We don't snack that evening. We get up. We don't eat breakfast the next morning. We don't eat lunch. And then we push our dinner until 24 hours past the time we stopped eating on Sunday night. So that means eat dinner on Sunday night, no snacks, no breakfast, no lunch, but we still get to eat dinner on Monday. But if we ate dinner from seven to eight on Sunday, then we won't eat until eight on Monday. So it doesn't really seem as scary, especially if you've done some of the other forms of fasting. So if you get used to skipping breakfast, maybe occasionally pushing lunch pretty far back, all you have to do is just, hey, skip lunch and keep yourself really busy and occupied and push your dinner until the past time of the time that you ate dinner the evening before. Really not as hard as you might think. So alternate days is something that people do. 24-hour fast, eating normally. 24-hour fast, eating normally. I choose to just do a 24-hour fast once a week. That's a lot simpler to fit into my schedule because I do like to go out to eat a lot. We like to be social and meet other people for meals. The last one that I want to talk about um, is not one that I super recommend except in certain situations. So if you have a, a guess as to what that could be, you can put that in the comments while I get a quick drink. But the fifth kind of daily fasting type is just randomly skipping meals. So maybe you ate breakfast, but you're out and about during the day. And maybe for breakfast, you ate a more fat-based breakfast. Maybe you ate some eggs, bacon, cheese, avocado. And so that tends to keep you feeling full longer. You have a busy day. You don't notice that you haven't eaten lunch. You're not a slave to the, the clock and always eating at a certain time. You're listening to your body. You're just not hungry. So you're like, hmm, I think I'm going to skip lunch today. And then you eat a normal meal at dinner time. I think that's a really good thing to do if you're listening to your body. You're being hydrated. And if you want to skip lunch some days because you're not hungry, I think that's fine. Again, you have to check all of this with your medical provider. I sometimes do that. I don't intend to do it. It's just I get busy or I'm focused on something. And then I noticed, hmm, it's 4.30. I haven't eaten lunch yet. I'm just going to wait till dinner. So I think that's a great thing to do to become more aware of our bodies and eat when we're hungry. But if you're more intentional on the front end, and you plan out your day and you plan out your fasting, you're probably going to get a little bit more bang for your buck if the meals that you skip are consecutive. What does that mean? Well, if I eat breakfast and then I skip lunch and I eat dinner, my non-eating window is very small. It's only that time between when I stopped eating breakfast and when I sat down to eat dinner. So it's a small non-eating window. But if I'm a little more strategic, if I'm thinking ahead and planning ahead, I stop eating after seven one night and then I extend my fast by not eating breakfast or lunch the next day, then my non-eating window is larger, okay? It's not to say that skipping a meal occasionally can't be appropriate. It can be. It's not that it can't be helpful. It can be, but you're not going to get into that longer period of non-eating. And those longer fasting windows are where our bodies really start to experience the benefits that we discussed last week. So make sure to go back and watch last week's episode if you missed that, because we talked about the benefits that start to kick in when you get into a 16 or an 18 hour fast. But like I said, occasionally I skip lunch. I don't intend to. I just get busy. I'm not rolled by food or my appetite anymore. And so sometimes I do skip lunch, but I think it's more beneficial to generally plan your fasting window so that you're skipping maybe consecutive meals. So you've expanded your non-eating window. So I hope all that helps. So we've talked about the different hourly references to fast, the 5-2, the OMAD, alternating days, and just kind of randomly skipping meals. 
would love to know in the comments what types of fasting you've experienced, which ones you prefer, how often you fast. Would love to know that. And be sure to come back next week because next week we're going to dive into a topic that may scare a lot of you. We're going to talk about longer fast. And by longer, I mean past 24, maybe 36, 48 even 60. So make sure you come back next week to talk about a longer fast. That's it for now. Go create a better life.